using the nets. So that's where we're going to start. Um, I'll just introduce myself. My name is Nico. For those of you guys who don't know me, I am one of the deacons here. So super cool just to, yeah, I've been part of this congregation. I think we've been here for, been here for three years now. Um, so yeah, it's really been cool just to see what the Lord has done in and through us. Um, yeah, and just the recap, we'll be carrying on. Well, this will be the last part of uh, the series Henry felt prophetically for us as a congregation. Um, so I'll, I'll just do a quick recap um, in terms of what that was. Week one was mending the nets. Um, and then week two was mending the nets again with Mac um, and just the relationships, the relationship aspect of um, how we do life together, how do we do church together, how do we you know, cultivate this unity and that the Lord is actually taking us forward as a body. Uh, number three was washing the nets by Leonard, uh, making sure that we're pure and we're clean and we're dealing with sin. Um, and then using the nets finally is what I'm going to be sharing tonight. Super excited for that. Fun fact, um, my name means gift, so I think I'm the most qualified person to preach about the gift. <laughs> um, but for those of you guys who are taking notes, um, there are going to be six points. I got water, this is cool. Um, so the first point will be the big picture, what are our gifts for, and where should they be used? Um, submitting our, our gifts to God and our leaders. How do I know what my gifts are? Where can I access, exercise them and how do I cultivate them? Number five will be seeing the golden others. Number six is how to be faithful with these gifts and how to run with them um, and how that looks like. So I think the, the essence of this is, is to yeah, basically first come to the realization that the gifts are actually um, yeah, something that is that are there to cultivate and move the body forward. And every single person, I think we've often spoke about the body being many, many parts, um, but, but being one, essentially. And for, for that vehicle to carry forward, for that vehicle to continue, going to the, the direction which the Lord has called us to, um, every person has to play their role. But I know um, for some of us, that is a bit more confusing. It's, it's difficult to navigate at times. How does this look like? How do I run with it in this context? Um, age can be a factor. How long I've been saved can be a, a factor. So there's so many things, even sin can be a factor in how um, the enemy would actually try and hold us back from what the Lord has actually called us to do. So number one is the big picture. What are our gifts for and where should they be used? So the first scripture, if Teresa has it, is Ephesians 3, 10 to 12. It says, So that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might be known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. So it says, yeah, just go back to the first one, um, that through the church, it, it's not through Eden or Vicus or Ryan, but it's through the church. And, and this is um, something that all of us actually should 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 realize and, and partner with. Um, and then I wrote here, the church is the car to get to the Jesus destination. I really love cars. It's a fun fact. Um, so my birthday is on the 17th of May. I take <laughs> Alice. So you can chat to me afterwards about that. Um, yeah, and, and I think what I've, I've really been grappling with over the past week is why didn't God just decide to do this himself? Because he can. He's capable uh, he can do anything that he wants, and he can advance his kingdom. All of us could be robots, and he could say, okay, this is how I want it to look like. This is the blueprint. 
let's make it happen. I think uh, the more logical people would agree, and then I think the more airy-fairy people would be like, no, I want to have a part. Um, I, I am the former, the former group, so... Um, but it's a gift, once again. It's, it's, it's something that we haven't earned. It's unmerited favor. Um, and what a privilege it is that he would entrust us um, with, with his kingdom and his people and um, yeah, that we'd actually be instruments. I was thinking a couple of weeks ago, like who am I that the Lord would entrust me with, with his people and with his kingdom in, in some part, in some way. Um, and I think all of us should understand and be able to take hold of that. Um, and essentially, it's, it's to encourage and love and build up the body. So these gifts are not for ourselves. Um, we'll go in a bit later and talk about uh, tongues, for example, which, which builds the self or the person. Um, but, but most of these bodies are predominantly for the body. Um, and they should be exercised and dealt with accordingly. Um, and there's space to do that. So we'll go in, into that a bit later as well. Um, and I think a lot of us get stuck with... Uh, wanting different giftings that don't belong to us or hoping to have things that, um, that haven't actually been entrusted with us. So we'll speak about faithfulness as well and um, just, yeah, that we should be tested in, in all things. Um, and the Lord re rewards those who are faithful. Um, Ephesians 4.16, from wh whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint which is equipped when each part is working properly, it makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. And again, it's just that thing that every single person, and I'm going to stress this quite a bit, because um, I think a lot of us um, might feel like we're not equipped or we might feel like we, we're not mature enough, but actually every single part has a, has, has a role to play. Um, in Corinthians, it speaks later just about how even the weakest part um, is actually indispensable. So if you might feel like you can add absolutely nothing, actually we should honor you and we actually exalt you. Um, and and actually people who might feel like they have a lot to bring, um, and in, in some case that would be the proud, uh, they should actually come lower um, and actually serve. And then number two, um, submitting our, our gifts to God and our leaders. Is your life submitted to Christ and is your heart's, heart's posture to serve in, in any way and every way? So I think the primary thing is not what you can bring, but is your heart given? Is your heart given to the people around you? Is your heart given to your family, to your community, um, to the people of God? I think that's where it starts because um, the Lord can do anything in, in you. He can, he can do anything in you. Um, but if he doesn't have a heart that's willing to give and serve, um, but he, you just have gifting. I mean, everything done outside of faith doesn't please God. Um, so we have to have that faith. Our hearts have to be in the right place so that the Lord can mold us um, and use us. We, we talk about the potter and the clay. And I've just thought about it so many times, I, I think visually, um, just literally a physical pot um, being made um, out of out of clay, and this person who's molding this thing um, says he's got an idea. He's got a plan for how it's supposed to look like, the colors, the shape, and everything. And then this pot looks at looks at him and says, "No, that's that's not what I want to be." Um, and it's it's a funny image, but if if we really think about just how that looks like and what um, in God's heart that could look like, because ultimately we reflect Him. Every single person uh, person here reflects Him in some way. Um, we're not we're not all the same. Um, so the in every single person, there's a part of you that reflects something of Jesus. And if we look back to him, we look back to God and we say, I don't like how I've been made or how I've been created. Um, then you're actually saying, I don't really like how I look. 
um, and how you've molded me to be and how I actually reflect you. So I think even just in our thinking, even in our prayers and saying, God, actually I want to be what you have made to me, uh, made me to be and I would be faithful in that and steward that in the best way possible. Um, and in submitting these things to our leaders, I think this is also quite a cool one. Um, yeah, it's just obviously we have the umbrella of the elders um, who we oversee in, in many ways, um, just the work and the church and what the Lord is doing in us. And I think it'd be really cool for every single person at some point, even just your leaders, um, just to go to them and say, listen, this is what I have to bring. This is what I'm keen for. This is what I feel like the Lord has imparted in me. How can I, how can I use it best to serve? And to build up the body. I've often been, um, I don't know, reluctant in the past um, just with how, how I, I navigate that myself. Because I'm like, yes, I need to be recognized first. And then they say, you can run and do that. Um, but actually, I don't think that's the case. I think firstly, it's my heart is here. Where can I run? And if you're running too far ahead or if you, you're doing things that you, you shouldn't necessarily be doing, then you've got guidance. You've got uh, spiritual authority in your life too to hold you down or to maybe ask you to move in a, in a few or in a different direction. But ultimately, um, we are called to run and to serve and to use our giftings to, uh, to reflect him better. We can operate out of gifting and not faithfulness. It is impossible to please God without faith once again. Um, and then a few, you know, there are going to be quite a few scriptures. So actually, I'm not going to use Leonard's joke. I'll just ask you to turn to your Bibles. Um, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 8. I don't want to get in trouble, guys. That's why. Cool. So there are going to be quite a few of these. Um, this is going to be from the NIV. It says, To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, which is the first gift, um, to another message of knowledge, information that you wouldn't know in the natural, um, by means of the same Spirit, to another, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gift of healing by that one spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between gifts, which would be discernment. I'll go through these again, Anna. Um, to another speaking in different tongues, this would be different languages um, that one wouldn't necessarily um, know, for, or naturally at least, um, and to still another interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one in the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one as he determines. So maybe just to go back a bit, these, these lists are, are not exhaustive. So there are, other things, there are other ways that you can serve God besides just these. I don't know, they're probably about 20. I haven't counted. Um, so there's more things that you could do, and we'll go into that a bit later. And then verse 28, um, same 1 Corinthians 12, verse 28. It says, and God has appointed in the church first apostles, uh, second prophets, third teachers, um, then miracles, gifts of healing, helping, administrating in various kinds of tongues. Okay, so I'll go through those quickly again, but I think you should be able to find them. I'll, I'll, yeah, if you guys want notes of my preach, then I'll distribute them accordingly. But wisdom, knowledge, um, faith, gifts of healing, miraculous powers, prophecy, tongues, um, interpretation of tongues, apostles, prophets, teachers, um, healing, helping, admin, and yeah. And then obviously there's the fivefold. I won't put that up. 
Um, this would be the apostles, prophets, evangelists, the shepherds, which would be the pastors and teachers. So I know it's a mouthful, um, but I don't necessarily think this is the point. So I think everyone's kind of trying plotting or trying to plot where they would fit in or what is, is their strongest. Um, and I think that's amazing. I think it's important that we know what those things are and how actually the Lord wants to, to cultivate those things and bring those things into, into maturity. Um, but again, I think it fundamentally lies with us knowing that um, yeah, our hearts are in the right place. And out of a, an overflow of a heart that wants to serve and build the body, uh, we're able to take it further. Then Romans 12, I'm going to go through. There's another list. Romans 12, 1. Let me know if it's up there. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your body as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper form of worship. Um, and I just love the first part. It says, in view of God's mercy. So again, it's, it's unmerited. Um, it's, it's because he loves us that he gives us these things. Um, yeah, and we, we, can offer, we can offer all that we are to him um, through these giftings. And then in, in verse 3, it says, By the grace given to me, I say every one of you, do not think of yourselves more, more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each one of you. For just as, just, just as us, uh, one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Um, and I think this is important to say once again, that all of us belong to all of us. Um, and I know it's been mentioned in the past, but there's something about when we gather together and when we're in community and we, in many ways, we're actually tied and knitted together. Um, and when one person isn't fully carrying their weight, and there could be different reasons for that, but ultimately the rest of the body f suffers in some way. Um, and I think in some time, in, at some points, the other part can carry weight that it necessarily, it shouldn't, but it, but it can for a season. Um, but the goal would be that every single person would, would be walking in maturity and functioning in uh, what the Lord has called them to. Then verse 6, I'll just go on. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each one of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then encourage. If it is giving, then give generously. And if it is to lead, do it diligently. Another, I think the ESV says, lead with zeal. And if it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So I know it's a, it's a mouthful. Um, yeah, but I, I don't really want to focus on, on the things that I've just mentioned, but how these things play out, how it looks like in community, how it looks like practically, I think is the more important thing once we actually know um, what, what the Lord has called us to. So going into number three, how do I know what my gifts are? And I think this is really where it becomes amazing, is that if you're living in community, they will be evident. Um, people can see it. I could look around this room and, and highlight certain things, um, which I feel the Lord has placed in every single person's heart here. Um, and I think because we live together, we're able to, yeah, to nitpick and see what, yeah, what, what every person is adding and the flavor everyone brings. Um, and then for leaders, I think it is quite important that because we, in some way, 
could be setting direction. We are leading people to God in some, in some respect, um, that we should be those who recognize um, and, and really shine, actually. Um, yeah, polish and shine people and their giftings and bring them into more. Um, I know in some contexts, the leader wants to kind of just go ahead of everyone and not allow anyone else to come through. Um, but ultimately, I think if we're going into direction, and this is a body, it's a vehicle, it has to go somewhere. Um, and yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me why one person would want to do that on their own, but actually bring everyone um, else along to do that. So I encourage you, go for it. Like, yeah, see, see people, speak life into their lives. I can just remember so many times, I think of an example, I think I was in grade 11, I was in comm, and uh, my comm leader gave me announcements to do. Yes, you guys, I was so, so excited. I thought, I thought it's my gifting, like this is what the Lord has called me to do. And in some way, I think it allowed me to give myself firstly to that community because I realized that I've got something to bring. Um, and I think that's important. So if, if you don't feel like you're part of this body, I'd encourage you to start serving. Um, start serving in any way. So with these announcements, I was like super keen. Yes, I probably went through those things 300 times. Um, did it, said it. Um, and then the following week, one of my friends who I was in hostel with, he did announcements. I was like, okay, maybe I wasn't that good. Maybe look, <laughs> I look for something else to do. Um, but I realized only, I think I only realized earlier this year that that was them drawing me in and bringing me part uh, bring me more into into what the body is and bringing me into family. Um, so yeah, there's a trick. Um, and then I remember last year, or the year back, I can't remember, as a community, we kind of had uh, this practical gift thingy, my Bobby, which I'll explain. So I think everyone per every person had a name. Not every person has a name, of course. But we, we, wrote, <laughs> we wrote the person's name at the top of, of the paper and we went around in a group and we kind of just shared or put down what we thought their gifting was. And if, if a person agreed with what, uh, what the, the previous person had said, they kind of just put a line through. And it was so, 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 so clear just to see um, what I think most people would have recognized in people. Every single person could affirm it as well. Um, so yeah, I would encourage you. would encourage you to do that. Um, and then what do we do when we want more or we want something else? Um, and I think it's important to mention that God doesn't have full stops. I heard this from Andrew. He said there was a guy, Russell Fraser, who was in his eldership team. I think he was probably one of the first few elders in Josh Jen. Um, and Andrew says he, at that point, didn't have the most gifting in his life. Like strong, strong, strong pastor, loves people incredibly. Um, but he, he wasn't the biggest gift in Josh Jen. Um, but he said through faithfulness and loving people and loving Jesus, um, the Lord actually has grown him so, so, so much um, that if, if it wasn't for his faithfulness, he doesn't know if he'd be walking in half of the things um, that he's walking in. And he says, in many ways, Russell Fraser is uh, one of the reasons Josh Jen looks the way it looks. Um, so don't despise what you have because it's not recognized or it's not seen to be as important. But be faithful in the little. Be faithful in the small things. Um, show up. Give yourself. Um, yeah, and I think even just Corky got mentioned a bit earlier, but I've seen so much of that in his life. Like he's, he's a true trailblazer in that. Um, I asked Nick Wright a couple of weeks ago, how would you describe, uh, where's Nick? How would you describe Corky? And he says, loyalty, brew." <laughs> I found it interesting. Um, 
Yeah, so loyalty to the Lord, ultimately. Okay, and then number four, where can I exercise and cultivate them? So this is in my notes, but I've realized sometimes we, we have these gifts and we feel within the church, or this church specifically, uh, there's no space to run in those things. It's, there's no space to um, yeah, really serve in that way. I just think if, if you've got a mercy heart, um, and in the past you felt, shucks, I, I feel like we could be doing more in this area. Um, I think, one, it would be important for you to realize that you might be the solution to that thing and not run away or try and start something completely different. But again, in humility, submit it and say, this is what I'm seeing. This is a gap. Um, again, this is one body, many parts. So you might be that part who's actually, yeah, the Lord might be actually using you to spearhead something um, and, not, and not run off and try and do your own thing, but really come and say, God, I've got something to bring. Um, I'm, I'm here to serve. I'm here to build the kingdom. And then how and how to cultivate them and how to, where to where to exercise them. Um, I think the safest place would be in community. Um, I found so many people have grown in their gifting in in community. It's been amazing. Like I was thinking of, okay, guys. So I I wouldn't say I'm the best singer or the best musician by a far margin. Okay, um, but I remember three four years ago, Ruan Spice asking me to lead worship. And I thought, yes, okay, I must be a Varam worship leader. Is it a prayer meeting? Um, but I think back and I'm like, yes, yeah, I, not at all, not at all. Um, but I, I feel like because of that space that was cultivated, I was able to come into more. Um, not a lot necessarily, but a lot more. And I think again, <laughs> oh, but it's amazing. I, I know, I feel like I know what the Lord has called me to. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll be faithful in running in that. And that's, I think, really really cool um second place would be the secret place you and jesus close your door um and really just allowing him to minister to you and serving him um and i think primarily allowing him to serve you i think sometimes you just give out of overflow and you serve You've got a servant heart and you're just like oh, i'm gonna serve jesus um but actually allowing him to serve you firstly um and let those times be beautiful i had i told vian and some of the boys the other week um, that I had a time with Jesus where I was dancing, like Cinderella dancing, like a little, <laughs> like a little seven-year-old, and I decided, yes, I'm gonna take a video of this and see how it looks, and it looked terrible. It was like I didn't want to watch it again, um, but I know that He knew my heart and He was pleased with that. Um, outreaches are a place to serve um, within your family through sports in class, at work, and believe it or not, at a Sunday meeting. Um, and I think a lot of us want to hold on to that and say, well, I, I can't do anything else anywhere. It has to be on a Sunday. Um, and I think that, yeah, we just need to be actually creative sometimes and ask the Lord, like, where, where can I actually do this? Because if it really burns in your heart, you're going to find a way to do that. And then pride and insecurity. So I think a lot of us also have struggled with this. Um, I think with me, it would be on different or different aspects. I think sometimes I'd feel, yes, yeah, I'm ready to do something. Or I feel like the Lord has called me. Um, and actually, I've realized so many times the Lord has actually humbled me. Um, yeah, I remember coming into Josh Jen and feeling I was part of a different Fort Half church and feeling like, yes, I'm ready to lead. I'm ready. Yes, you, the Lord benched me big time big time 
And I realized after a long time that actually he was preparing me and the pride that I didn't know that I had, he revealed and he, he dealt with. And then the insecurity in stepping out and feeling shucks, like I can't add anything. I actually really feel like the Lord's wanting you to step out um, and come into more. So I encourage you guys, even each other. I was, I was speaking to Ryan the other day and we're talking about our giftings and we're talking about our weaknesses. Speak into each other's lives. I know there has to be a bridge of relationships, so get that right first. You can't just chuck. I'll just say, right, can I shoot straight? And we shoot straight. Um, but there's wisdom in that. And again, this is, this is a family. It really is. Um, God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. Um, but at the same time, he has created you and he backs you to do what he's called you to. Um, then 1 Corinthians 12, verse 21 to 26. I'm going to run through this quickly. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked, so that I should be, so that there should be no division in the body, um, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. And I love this part. It says, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. And if one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. And I, I think it was so cool just what happened um, at the Slather meeting, just with us actually seeing each other and valuing each other. Um, yeah, actually really seeing what Jesus has done in our lives. And then the last point, as the others would say, I'm going to land. Um, so it's, yeah, the, the, this part would be running, running and not sitting on your hands and waiting um, for your turn, but actually yeah, being, being zealous in what the Lord has, has given us. Um, yeah, I, I really think it's, it's something that the Lord has, it's, yeah, I think he, he really has given us hearts to be fervent and passionate about, about him and how that looks like is different. Um, but I think it is important that we, we are passionate about the things of the Lord. And then in, in 1 Timothy, I'll just illustrate this quickly. So uh, context with Timothy, he was a young apostle. He'd been recognized and there were prophecies about this guy. And um, in many ways, he was, he's actually written, um, or they, they say that he was the timid one of, of the two, Timothy and Titus. Um, so Titus was a strong dude. And then Timothy was, I wouldn't say docile, but uh, more stand, uh, stand or stand backward. God, help me. I'm, English is not my first language. Hey? Yeah, he was just, I don't know. He wasn't front-footed, so the opposite of front-footed. There we go. Thank you. Thank you, Boyki. Um, so, so with this in mind, it was just cool just to see how he was put in positions. He, he was actually told to go and step down elders within a particular church. It was a problematic local church. Um, and instead of bringing the guy who could, Titus, and they actually sent Timothy to do that. I wonder why. doesn't make sense to me, but Jesus knows. God knows what he was doing. And I think he was refining his character. He was teaching him something. 1 Timothy 4, verse 14, it says, Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given um, through prophecy spoken over you at the laying on of the hands of the elders. So this is 1 Timothy 1, 1 Timothy 4, and then 2 Timothy, the second letter, it says, for this reason, I remind you to fan into the flame of God, 
which is in you through the laying on hands. So it reminds him. I think at some point he was encouraged and super stoked to go for it. And then at some point, I think he kind of chilled. And there was a reminder saying, listen, Buck, you've got things that the Lord has called you to. Take hold of those things. Run. Um, and again, I think it is, there are going to be times where we have to fan into, into flame these gifts. We have to be encouraged. Um, yeah, and I think the primary place to do that is actually the, the quiet time and the secret place. Filling yourselves up with Jesus um, and those around us. I think so many of us are stirred by those around us um, to run harder for Jesus. So surround yourself um, with people who love Jesus and who are going to pour more um, and send you more towards Jesus. Um, and then just to end it, there's, there's space to run. Go for it. And if you're overstepping, you'll be told. Community is a great, great space to be faithful, activated, and effective. Um, there's a place to run. There's a place to run. Um, yeah, I just had a note about the fivefold ministry, but I, I don't think I'll go into that now. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. It's less than three hours. So I'm going to pray for us, and then I'm just going to ask yeah, just a few questions just in, in our response. So, yeah, if we could close our eyes. Yeah, Jesus, we just want to thank you, Father. We want to thank you for your word. We want to thank you that, yeah, Father, you give freely. Um, firstly, this, the salvation, Jesus, that's a gift, actually, that nothing, nothing we could have done uh, that could have earned what you've given us, Father. And we pray, Father, um, that we would be faithful stewards of, of our salvation, God. Um, and in that, our giftings, God. And we pray that you'd come and give space um, for us to see them, for us to run with these giftings and serve others, Jesus. Build up your body, Father. Um, what a privilege it is that you would want to partner with us, Father. Yeah, we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, so... I think the first question would be, is my heart posture just to serve, to serve him primarily? We can keep our eyes closed. The second thing I want to ask is, um, have I been faithful with my giftings to serve others, those around me? Um, and then have, have we been faithful even just to ask the Holy Spirit that even with the gifts that we have, um, that he would be actually the one helping us in activating and in doing. And it's not just our flesh um, or natural ability. Yeah, so the first one, once again, is, is my heart posture just to serve primarily, not look for anything more, but just to serve people and God because you love him. Have I been faithful in using my gifts to serve others? And then the third one would be, have I allowed the Holy Spirit um, to lead me in, in everything, in those giftings, in, in all these different situations, have I ultimately allowed the Holy Spirit to lead and, and I follow? So if that is any one of you, I'd, I'd like you just to put your hand up if you feel like you can you know, relate to any of those things. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm not going to ask us to stand or do anything, but I'm just going to ask that, yeah, Father, you would come into our hearts, that you'd see, um, yeah, just where we're standing, Father, and just a, a desire to come and serve you and to please you, because that's ultimately what 
what we want to do, Jesus. Our lives are actually just worship to you, Father. We're reflecting something so, so much bigger than we can ever fathom. And we pray that in submission, Lord, we would we would come and we'd run with all that you've called us to. And we pray, Father, where yeah, we've been out of line, Father, I pray that you'd just come and show us. Um, and we pray even just for an excitement to use these gifts, Father, to use all that you've equipped us with, um, our finances, our intellect, um, our bodies, everything, Father, that it would be to glorify you in every, in every way, Father. So we ask these in your name. We pray uh, even just for filling of the Holy Spirit right now, Father, that you'd come and fill us with your boldness, with your strength, Father, with your wisdom, um, that all would be submitted to you, Father. Amen.